The night may be long and the dark may be deep, but the answers are there to be found. Whether it's the normal, the abnormal, or the paranormal, you're in the right place. Let's go beyond reality. Welcome to the show, everyone. Great to have you along. Uh, we were just going through, actually most of the day, we've been going through storms, some really severe weather, tornado watches. I don't think anything touched down up here in upstate New York, but man, uh, um, my heart and prayers go out to the folks of Lake Charles, Louisiana, and that whole region that was just nailed by Hurricane Laura overnight and in through the day. And that storm continues to work through now the interior of the country. Uh, it just slammed in with a vengeance. And, uh, I, I'm, you know, anyone who has suffered loss, whether it's the loss of life or property, my heart goes out to you. And, of course, we pray for you to recover. So we've got a really interesting show tonight with Vincent Jenna. Now, he's been on the program a couple of times. And the uh, it's, it's such an honor to have him on. I, I always get so uh, pleased when he's going to be on the show because he's such a great person to begin with. But secondly, just a fantastic, uh, knowledgeable uh, psychic, I guess, is the word to use. And he uses his sensitivities and his abilities to truly help people. And tonight we're going to talk about how we can use psychic energies and these forces that are within ourselves to to help us get through and recover from some things that we probably never thought we'd have to face in our life and our lifetimes as we're watching all these things unfold. Make sure you please subscribe to our YouTube channel and or our Twitch channel. Both of them can be found by searching for JV Johnson. And when you find them, follow, subscribe, like, whatever, whatever it happens to be. As I've mentioned a couple of times, if you've subscribed on the Twitch channel using your Prime account, you've got to renew that. You've got to reconnect it each month. And that way you can be a subscriber on the Twitch channel for no additional fee. It's uh, quite, a, quite a benefit for being an Amazon Prime uh, member. So, okay, we're going to take a break. When we come back, we'll have our guest on. Again, tonight we'll be talking with psychic medium and spiritual teacher, Vincent Jenna, one of my favorite guests on Beyond Reality. Looking forward to this very much. Please support the program. Go to patreon.com slash Joha. That's J-O-H-A-W. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome back to the show. It's Beyond Reality. We've got a really great and probably perfectly timed program for you tonight. Our good friend Vincent Jenna, psychic medium and spiritual teacher, will be joining us. Now, one of the things I can tell you for sure is that no matter which way you look, and I don't mean that geographically, I mean that figuratively, or no matter what channel you watch on television, there is just this flood of disturbing news and images and reports. And just yesterday, overnight, uh, the Gulf Coast hammered by Hurricane Laura. Several people have lost their lives. That's the numbers so far. And uh, many, many people have lost their homes and businesses. And, uh, you know, these are the types of things that are a real reality check for us all. But those of us who haven't suffered those losses directly watch. And one of the things that can happen is that we can become anxious. We develop anxiety. We develop fears. We develop 
hesitancies. We do a lot of things that we don't even realize we're doing in reaction to the things that we see going on around us. And we're going to talk about that tonight. Vincent, welcome back to the program. It's always so great to have you on. Oh, my God, JV, thank you so much for having me back. I love you guys. You're, you're just incredible lights out there, and I so appreciate the, the time that you give me to be able to share my message. Well, thank you for that, and, and not to, to have this like in a mutual admiration society here, but I, when, when you picked up the phone earlier when we, when we connected you for the program, just you, you radiate with this positive energy, Vincent, and if you can feel it through a phone line. I can only imagine what you do to people in a room with you oh listen to you well i try you know what that is what people are lacking the most is their own energy and so what i try to do is just empower them using my own as an example i mean that's the best that we can do right that's all we can do um and 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 not not to downplay it it actually can be very very effective as well before we get into the serious discussion here how have you been things going well for you Actually, things are going great. We're in the process of selling our home and moving. In the midst of all of this craziness, (laughs) my wife and I were, first of all, we were shopping at Costco, and then we had some errands to do very carefully and wearing masks and keeping our distance. And then we happened to drive past the development, and they happened to be selling homes to start with, and we happened to buy one. (laughs) Just happened to. (laughs) It just is like, well, I've been wanting to move from here so that I don't have to take care of the grounds anymore. Mm -hmm, I mean, I'm mm -hmm. so busy online helping people, doing private readings and sessions. The last thing that I want to have to take care of is mowing my my lawn. You know what I mean? I do. Not into that anymore. So we're kind of downsizing. I'm at that age, and so I've been busy doing that. But life has been, I don't want to say like, great for us uh, because it, it, it then it negates right. the compassion that we have for what everybody else is going through. But we have certainly not been suffering from it, um, even though my wife has had to take some pay cuts from her own mm-hmm. company. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think a lot of people are feeling that, that economic pain. Probably many more people feeling the economic pain than the than the uh, pain from COVID or some of these other problems. That's but right. so you you took you you went for a, a Saturday afternoon trip to Costco and you end up buying a house. <laughs> Is that what That's I'm it. Isn't that the way it's done? I mean, <laughs> most people do that. It's the timing is just so right over here in North Carolina, as well as it is all over the country. And so um, it's a hot market. People are saying, oh, you can get top dollar for your home. And, and we saw a perfect home for us, and they take care of the grounds, and it has amenities. And we said, hey, let's do it. My son just bought a home, so I guess we were jealous. Um, <laughs> and we wanted to buy one, too. It's, I think we could have gotten the couch instead, and um, maybe it would have been a little bit different, you know? A little easier, maybe. You know, and I completely appreciate yeah. what you're saying about you know not wanting to mow the lawn and that kind of thing. There are people that actually kind of live for that. That's kind of their thing to do. It's not mine either. I'd rather be busy doing something else, whether it's a program like this or editing something for the show or whatever, than out there pushing a lawnmower. Absolutely, and there's nothing wrong with that because I know people who actually meditate while they're out in nature and Mm -hmm. mowing the lawn. But prior to the coronavirus, I was traveling the country, I mean, two or three times a month. So so the the lawn and the land was getting, you know, neglected, and I don't want to do that either. And I've got very sacred grounds here because actually my home was built on an Indian burial ground, JV. The new one or the one that you're in now? 
the one I'm in now. Oh, wow. And I have actually developed a relationship with the guardians because the guardians, they, they have Indian guardians that had originally were coming into my home, but then I had asked them, please don't interrupt my guests <laughs> or, or things like that or scare anybody. And so they, they respect me and they stay outside, but occasionally they leave me gifts like hawk feathers and um, in my house, in the house, not outside, in the house, in my office. Um, so it's been amazing. Amazing, but they never liked my John Deere. Let me tell you. No, huh? They, they drained the battery on it every time I had to mow the lawn. That was the other problem. Brand new lawnmower. I'd come out, go to start it, and the battery would die. They didn't like the vibration going over the grave sites, I guess. So that wow. was that was always fun. That is that's that's interesting. But if you take a step back, I mean it's amazing the amount of change we've experienced and it's almost, it's almost, um, it's almost like a science fiction novel. The, the amount of, um, things that we've seen change that we've actually come to accept so quickly is, is, is incredible. Things are just crazy around us. Vincent, could they get any crazier? Oh, are you really, are are you asking that for an answer, JV, or are you just asking that redundantly? I think I'm probably being a little rhetorical, but at the same time, okay. things are a bit crazy. It is crazy, and it can get worse. And yet, and, and, but the thing is, you said the most important word. It's change. And it has all to do with what we were going to be talking tonight anyway. We are being forced to change, which is what we should have been doing without being forced. See, it, it usually takes buildings to fall on top of us, mm-hmm. fires to devastate us, earthquakes, hurricanes, tornadoes, before people pull together, before they do the things they're supposed to be doing with each other, for each other, for themselves. We have to wait until those crises, and then we make the changes. And they're so much more painful to make during those times, when if we made them beforehand, we would be avoiding all of this. That's the whole point. Because what is the cure, or at least the the stopping of the spreading of this virus, is thinking about each other. To think about that, we have a pandemic that they're telling us you must think about your neighbor so not to spread the virus. Wear a mask. Stay a certain distance away from them, but think about them. Now, isn't that the most spiritual thing that we're supposed to be doing to start with? Yeah. Right. Yes. So there's a craziness going on because we are obstinate beings. So I will answer your question. It will get worse before it gets better. Now, with that answer, are you speaking from a perspective of these are things you've seen, or are you just using your common sense to to say that? Oh, no, these are things that I'm seeing because of my common sense of seeing the way people are acting. It's validating what I'm seeing psychically. It's because people aren't calming down. They're, They're still not learning. 
they're not learning. So first we had the coronavirus, and then, of course, that stresses people out. So the fears that you were talking about, it's actually not the coronavirus or what's going on currently Mm. that is stressing out people. It's the stress that's going on now that's bringing to the surface all the nonsense and garbage that people have not been taking care of within themselves to start with. I'm talking years of that suppressed, repressed issues, the emotions and the negative self-feelings and beliefs, the I'm not good enough, I'm not deserving, I'm not lovable. People don't deal with that. They sweep it under the carpet. And they think it's gone because they don't pay attention to it. Oh, I'm an adult now. That's what I was feeling when I was a kid. And now it's surfacing again. Why? Because that part of the mind that holds and harbors all of those negative beliefs is overfilled. It's overfilled with all of this other negativity that's going on. So now you see people fearful, enraged, resentful, angry, hateful, um, scared, all of that panicking all over the place. It's all the old stuff. The problem is they're not grabbing hold of it and making enough changes so it keeps leading to the next thing. And the next thing, and the next thing, killing each other, angry, walking down the street with a machine gun just to shoot some people. That is what's actually adding to the environmental issues because we have dominion over this earth. We affect it. And that's being scientifically proven now. Um, There are organizations, HeartMath, if anybody is familiar with that, they may want to look that up. Absolutely fabulous information on how the energy coming and radiating out of our heart actually is similar to the Earth's energy, and we're affecting the Earth through that energy from our hearts, good or bad. We're affecting it. And people need to understand that they can make all the changes in the world right now. Now is the perfect time for this, JV. That's what makes it crazy is that people aren't doing enough. That's what leads me to be able to feel and see it getting worse before it turns around. So so I guess I'm a little bit uh, uncertain as to what we're talking about here. when we talk about uh, the the effects of of a pandemic, which no one uh, that's alive today that I'm aware of, maybe there's a few that survived the pandemic of 1917, 1918, the Spanish flu. So it's this is a this is new territory for us here. Plus, we're seeing all this angst, and as you said, Vince, and this is stuff that's been building up. You know, people have been harboring this for a long time, and it reached a boiling point, and we're seeing the effects of that and the, yes. and the consequences of all that. That's but, right. But, you know, there are some things that are happening that we just have never encountered before. And, you know, one thing I do know that something that creates fear more, more than anything else is fear of the unknown. And a lot of this is just uncharted waters. Okay. I, I'm, I don't want to sound like I'm correcting you. That's no, okay. Please do. All right. So I'm going to correct you. We never fear the unknown. We never fear the unknown. We fear the known or the possibilities. Okay. All right? Okay. So in other words, a two-year-old child has to be taught not to walk in the middle of the street. Why? 
because it has no idea it could get hit by a car. So if we feared the unknown, it would naturally, that child would naturally not walk in the middle of the street. We, we fear going into a dark forest. Why? The first person who was, you know, riding in, uh, I don't know, grand old England, mm-hmm. rode right into the forest. It wasn't until an animal came and killed him, or maybe a robber or somebody like that came and killed him, that now led other people to be fearful of going into the forest. So we fear the hurt, the injury, and the damage that can be caused. That's the fear of the known. So when we look into a a dark space, whether whether I'm talking literally or figuratively, we look into an unknown, an unknown. Um, what we're really fearing is the possible bad outcomes. That's right. Okay. Because we've heard of enough bad outcomes, right? Right. Of other people who've been in a dark space. Um, we get dark spaces every night when we go to bed. We're not afraid of them. Yeah. However, you know, given enough... Um, crime during the night, given enough people um, not waking up the next day, and you hear that evidence over all the number of years that we've been in existence, now people have something to be afraid of the night. So it's, it's never, and, and the other part of it is your soul is connected to all the same information that I'm connected to. So there is an intuition and a psychicness going on. So intuitively, we can be fearful or aware of something because we're feeling it. We're feeling, ooh, something seems very, um, uh, that's about to happen, that's devastating. Something feels very eerie about this. Something feels um, uncomfortable, unsafe about this. And that's an intuitiveness besides past evidence. So now you take that and you put that with everybody right now, and they see what's going on, and they see that people are out of control, and so they fear the next thing. So it's not the unknown that they're afraid of. It's the possible known that they are afraid of. Is fear itself primordial? Is, this, is, is, it, is it innate within us? Is it the f- fight-or-flight uh gene kicking in 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 some fashion okay all right i'm going to here's here's a whole bunch of corrections that you will not hear anybody else say okay all right The, the the fight or flight syndrome Okay, it actually is only the the reason why adrenaline builds up inside of us because if you actually read and and research the past okay Animals, this is where it comes from, where we're out in the wild and we're hunting, right? And all of a sudden there's an animal there and we go and run. That causes more chance of you being killed than if you stay there. Hmm. So therefore, flight is not natural. We caused the flight syndrome. The fight syndrome, the stand syndrome, you need adrenaline for strength, not for running, because you can get plenty of running. When that gun goes off at a race, it's not the fight or flight syndrome that kicks in when they start running there. It's their own adrenaline to be strong because they want to win, right? So you don't need adrenaline to run 
but you do need adrenaline to be strong and to, to face what you need to face or to help somebody who's, who's pinned under a car. That's the reason why you, you get that adrenaline rush. We had caused the disconnect from who we are and knowing who we are, which is what created the negative of everything, the fight-or-flight syndrome. Fear actually comes from the lack of connection of your higher self and who you truly are. Now we're getting into something a little bit more spiritual, but metaphysics is about beyond the physical um, level anyway. And we have to know that we're connected to something. We're connected to a source. We're connected to, if we want to call it the force like Yoda did in Star Wars, we're connected to it. There's no battery strapped to our butts like the Energizer Bunny <laughs> keeping us going. There is a force that we are connected to. Well, when we forgot that connection, J.V., that's what caused fear, because now we're just living from our human side. Living from your human side alone makes you realize your weaknesses, and that's what causes fear. Reconnecting with all of you, the gestalt of you, the soul of you, gives you strength, and it, and it lacks fear. So, so knowing who you are in your greatest connection gives you strength, gives you belief, gives you all, all the wonderful traits, and the disconnect from it gives you fear, which can lead to anything else. And here's the proof of that. The people that you see in the world today, or even just here in the United States, that are lashing out, they're lashing out because of the fear that nobody cares about them. So they feel they have to care for themselves. They have to protect themselves. It's all about the self. They're not, they may be crying that they're patriotic and they want to save the country and, uh, for freedom and stuff like that. Well, if they were really patriotic, they would understand why everybody else is, is protesting, because they have the right to in this country. It's not that that they're afraid of. What they're actually saying is, I'm afraid and I fear that nobody cares about me, that nobody's going to watch out for my needs. And so that fear then can cause a, a panic, it can cause a depression, it can cause resentment, it can cause retaliation, and it's, it's just like with children. Exactly like with children, because what you are seeing now is the child of everybody coming out. It's amazing how we resort to juvenile tendencies uh, in the face of certain adversities. And, and as you've just described, this is one. It, it totally is. No adult. Here's another saying that I, I teach people, I teach my students. Every adult is rational, reasonable, reliable, and stable. Every adult is. Every child is not. So when you see adults acting irrationally, it is not the adult portion of them that is taking over. It is the child that is still within them. It's the, I mean, think about this. Oh, Oh, you hit me? You hurt me? Well, now I'm going to hurt you back. Oh, I'm going to break your house because you, you hurt my house. And, oh, they're yeah. kids. Yeah. 
The kids, these are not adults that are responding, and they're kids acting that way. Why do children act that way? Because they're not being attended to right, because there's not enough compassion that's going around. There's not enough love going around. There's not enough caring, consideration, empathy, helping. And, and so they, this is what you see, the result of it. But there's a bigger problem on top of that, JV, which is what I was referring to and talking about. Nobody has to worry about, we, we, you know, I was talking to my brother the other day, and he's, he stepped into the fear. You know, he lives up in Maine, and he says there's craziness going on there, and he needs to protect his family, so he's raising his weaponry in his home. And I'm like, um, brother, you don't worry. You are not going to get harmed by a human being before you get hurt by this planet, because there is enough negative energy that is being raised into the atmosphere that is going to cause more devastation via the environment way before somebody's shooting you in the head. That's what we are capable of. That is the power that we have. And nobody wants to see that or feel that because they just look at us and they say, oh, that's woo-woo stuff. It's not woo-woo stuff because look at what's going on. Right in the middle of here we get the coronavirus, then we got everybody acting out of hand, and now we've got all these hurricanes, one right after another. Yeah. We've got fires. Over here in North Carolina, we had an earthquake. We don't have earthquakes in North Carolina. Right. That's why I moved to the East Coast, to get away from the earthquake in the West Coast. You cannot even predict what's going to happen on this planet because of all the negative energy. Now you want to prove me wrong? Lower the negative energy and let's see the things on the earth still occur negatively. I can assure you they won't because this universe knows how to be in harmony. It knows balance. It has existed in balance until we interfere with it. How do we interfere with it? It's not just by pollution. It's not just by fracking offshore and, and, and causing spills, oil spills and garbage like that. It's the way we're acting that's affecting this planet even more so. So, Vincent, the energy that we're creating, whether it's through fear or anxiety or hatred, or disrespect and disregard for other people, that energy is all being collected, or maybe not collected, but it's, it's influencing the course of events is what you're saying. Absolutely. Energy we know cannot be destroyed. It can only be directed. And the moment you have a feeling, an action, a behavior, you actually charge energy, either positively or negatively. Here's the, the other point. We already know, and doctors today, in medicine today, understands that your mental attitude completely mm -hmm. feeds in mm -hmm. to your physical health. Absolutely. Okay, so if a negative attitude can affect your health, where is that negative attitude? It's not in your body. It's not in your body. Right. It's around your body. It floats in the air. It's the same reason why you can walk into a room filled with people and go, ooh, man, that guy over there's got a real negative vibe. And he's all the way across the room. Why? You're feeling the energy yep. that he is carrying, and it's floating around him. So not only does it float around yourself, 
It affects other people, and then we've got, what, 8 billion people on the face of the earth, put all that energy together, and it's surrounding the planet. So, of course, it's going to affect the planet. And here's the thing. We're breathing the same air over here that the Japanese are are breathing on the other side. They may have a little bit more aroma and additives to it, but it's the same atmosphere. It's the same oxygen. So if it's all the same that way, it's the same accumulative energy. And if you got this much negative energy, you're absolutely going to affect the storms. High pressure, low pressure is all about energy, right? So when you've got a hurricane going on and they keep talking about the high pressure of, that, of the, the, the storm or the low pressure that's meeting the high pressure, they're talking all about energy. Mm-hmm. And now our energy is the strongest of all energy. That's what we were told in the very beginning, and this is what it, was, it meant. Having dominion over this planet had nothing to do with, oh, you can do anything you want with the planet. You can kill the animals, burn down the trees. It doesn't matter. It's all yours. That's not what they were referring to or it was referring to. Right. It, was, it was meant to say you're... Yours is the strongest of all the energy. You're the higher vibration. You were created in an image of the source that created you. You have the same power. Be weary of it and use it responsibly. Well, guess what? We have not been using it responsibly. The story of Sodom and Gomorrah in the Bible, which, by the way, all the stories in the Old Testament mm-hmm. are metaphysical stories to give us messages on our abilities. It, Sodom and Gomorrah had nothing to do with God destroying a town because he didn't like the way people were acting. The story is how we're capable of destroying ourselves because of the power of our energy. And Sodom and Gomorrah was an example of negative energy. We've got the same thing going on right now. It's not the apocalypse. We've got a lot of people in my belief system that think that the Book of Revelations is starting. It certainly looks that way, right? And and with every single thing that comes along (laughs) with thinking, oh my God, another seal has been broken, or whatever, you know, when you look at the symbology. We even had locusts, Vincent. We even had locusts. That's right. Exactly. We would have all of that. But what it is, it is a Sodom and Gomorrah. It's our own energy that we're turning against ourselves. And we got to turn that around, and we can, JV, we can turn it around. I don't want to sound like Debbie Downer, but you can never heal anything that is not pointed out that needs healing. So, yes, I pointed out. Yeah. It needs healing. So it sounds bad. But listen, it's going to happen with a, without me pointing it out. So it doesn't matter, but I do have the hope, and that's why I'm so inspired to do the work and why I appreciate people like you having me on a show like this. Vincent, When I cannot tell you the number of times that I've either been in a room or walked into a room. Let's say I've been in the room, and somebody walks in, and immediately the energy in the room changes. I don't think there's anybody that hasn't experienced that. Absolutely, and that is evidence evidence right there. Yep. But people talk themselves out of it, and they just say, oh, it's just psychological. Maybe you know the guy, or maybe you know the person, whatever. But no, it's not. It is about energy. Science has shown that. Everything is energy. I mean, here, here's proof of that. They have 
why temperatures, thermometers now, that they don't have to touch your body. Right. At one point, it went up your rectum. Right? Because <laughs> I, thank God they've advanced in things. Could you imagine those guns there? Oh, oh, yes. oh, I think that's the greatest advancement in medical yeah, uh, technology is, is not having <laughs> to know? do that. <laughs> now they have to figure out how to take a proctology exam with the same tool. <laughs> um, so, now, they don't even need to come near you. They don't yep. they come at a certain distance, and your energy radiates off of you. That is energy. It's not just heat. It's energy that is radiating from you. So we've got tools that measure energy that comes off of you. And so the greater, actually, the greater your passion is, if it's passion towards love, that energy is going to be surmounting. It's just going to emanate everywhere. That passion towards hatred is also going to emanate. Now, I want to share, I don't know if, if we talked about this once before, but the United States actually has a satellite circling the planet that measures the positive energy being radiated off of the planet. Now, they're exp they're, what they're, they're thinking they're doing is just measuring the Earth's energy, which mm -hmm. is true. Mm -hmm. that it, it's tuned in to the Earth's energy, and they record it. Well, heart mass and, and the global coherence came out of one day there was the greatest spike in the Earth's energy that was recorded by that satellite. And it happened to have been 10 minutes after the first plane crashed into the Twin Towers oh, wow. and people started praying. Wow. Now, because of that belief, wait a minute, they're going, wait, wait. How can people praying affect the Earth's energy? And in their studying, they are realizing that the energy that comes out of a person's heart is the same as the positive energy circling around the earth. Wow. Now, the Global Coherence Initiative is an organization that has satellite um, organizations all over the world that you can join no matter where you live, and you can join... And you can go online and see a virtual um, planet with all the, the different stations all over the world, and they will send out, when, when you sign up, they send out messages, days of prayer or days of meditation to have everybody do it at the same time to positively affect the earth. And they're seeing results that are significant and remarkable. So if we can do it that way, then think of the damage that we can cause with the negative energy coming right. out of our heart. It comes from the same place. Anger and love is felt in the same area, isn't it? It, it, it absolutely is. Absolutely. Right. So can we, I guess, if we look at the result of this energy, we obviously want to change it. But what's the what's the solution to changing it? it because some of the, the 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 fear, the negative energy, comes as a reaction to 
environmental factors, things that are happening in our lives to us, do we have to change those things or do we just change the way we look at and, and process those things? Great question. Oh, my gosh, that is a great question. Whenever you do research, whenever you're trying to find a cure, you have to go to the most common denominator and the simplest denominator and change that to see if there is a chain reaction along the line. You can't go in the middle because then you don't know what variable actually caused the change. So you go to the most common variable, and the most common variable on the planet is the individual. And the most common variable in every individual for what is going on is their beliefs. So each person has to work on his or her beliefs. Now take that to the most common denominator, and it's the most negative feelings you may have had about yourself since your youth. Those are the beliefs that we harbor within us, and we think just because we've become adults, we're now working off of adult beliefs, but it's not true. Only 2 to 5% of the human mind is in conscious awareness. Only 2 to 5%. 95 to 98% of the mind is unawareness. So in the majority of a person's mind, they have no idea what's going on. But what is going on is all that stuff from their past that they have buried deep within their unconscious mind. Why does that matter? Because that's where we manifest from. That's where we create the negative feelings and the way we respond and we react. We don't react from our conscious thoughts. That subconscious mind is trained by the largest portion of our mind, which is the unconscious part. So all of that negative stuff that has been piled into this unconscious part has been training your subconscious mind. So when something kicks in, when your emotions kick in, automatic responses, that knee-jerk reaction, that fear that automatically comes about. So it must be changed from that. What is causing the, the knee-jerk reaction? It's because a button has been pushed in you when you were younger. Why does somebody want to retaliate that you don't care about me? Because when they were growing up. They weren't nurtured well enough. So now they have a button. They have a scar. Maybe they were abused. They were neglected. Their parents divorced. Their parents left them. They, their teachers abused them. They were sexually molested. It doesn't matter. But those self-feelings are in there. They're scars. And every time something on the outside of our worlds happen, it pushes one of those buttons in the inside world. So the only place to start the healing is in your inner world and your inner world changes your energy and your outer energy affects not only you but each other now when i walk into a room and i'm proud to say this and i will toot my own horn the energy of the room does change but it changes to such a warmth and a love. But I've been doing this work for 37 years, JV, and I can influence people. My students come to me. The success of my work is because they want to believe about themselves what I believe about them. And when they do that, their lives 
begin to change and transform. Things happen more positively. So it starts and ends with the individual. We would automatically then reach out and extend that onto another person because it feels so good. So it's all about healing ourselves. That's it. And politics, philosophies, whatever stems from the society. It doesn't create the society. It's the result of the society. The way groups are responding and reacting is the result of the individuals. So heal the individuals and you heal everything else, including the world. And aren't we being forced to do that now? The whole reason why we were on lockdown was to do that self-work. Not enough people did it. Well, I, that's, I think that's probably true. I think m- many people may have wasted an opportunity to discover themselves. But I have to ask you about you, Vincent. You, 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 know, you walk the same earth the rest of us are walking. You have encountered hardship in your life. You, I'm sure you do in the course of every day. We all do. How do you maintain such a positive outlook and a positive energy when you face many of the same challenges and hurdles the rest of us do? I'm going to have to correct you again. Okay. <laughs> but this time I really want to so that people hear. No, my wife and I do not face the same challenges, not the same way everybody else does. Yes, I drive a car. I'm in a physical world, so I'm going to get flat tires. But I don't end up in six-car pileups. Yes, I even had a heart attack. But, and that was a, a, I had a 99% blockage in a major artery off of my Widowmaker. For three weeks I was walking around with it. Not one bit or speck of damage to my heart. The doctors told me don't even consider the fact that you had a heart attack. You're a miracle. So, no, the promise of life is... When you are healing and you're on, your, on the right path, the path of light, and you're connected to source, you avoid what other people may experience. My life has been so joyful. Yeah, minor things, minor financial issues at times, but definitely right past that. So the point is, My wife and I have done everything we could together. We've been together for 47 years, not just tolerating each other, but joyfully, because we've worked on healing ourselves, and the benefit of that is we've manifested greatness and great life. And so when you do that, it's real easy to have a positive attitude. And my beliefs about life are different than most. I'm, I'm a, a very positive person, even though I am very realistic in the, my views. I can see negativity in the world. I can point it out. I know when it's raining outside and when a hurricane is coming along. I can see that. I don't deny that. I don't even look at a glass half empty or half full. For God's sakes, if I got a half glass of water, that's great. Who cares if it's half empty or half full? It's so, we got to stop labeling these things and see life differently. But I've done the work 
to be able to avoid. I've got a spiritual bank account because of the work I have done, because I do care. I do have compassion. I have, yes, does little Vinny want to stick his head? I was tormented in my youth. I had enough torment in my life. Mm-hmm. Up until I was 17 years old, I was, I was the one bullied every single day. I was the one chased. I was beat up when they caught me. I was shoved in lockers, head flushed in toilets, peed on, spit on, sexually molested by my babysitter until I was 13 years old, wow. sexually molested by the parish priest, and then when I got home, my mother used to beat me because she had psychological um, pathology. So I've been through the torment, but I've been through the work. And I've seen the result of the work that works for everyone. I'm not special. I've done the work that everyone is capable of, and that is what's transformed my life. My children are incredible. My grandchildren are incredible. And it's all about love. People walk into my home and they feel the love in my home. That has nothing to do with what I did special. It has to do with changing my beliefs about who I am, my connection to a higher source, my love of others, my realization that I'm the one who takes care of myself and manifests everything, that things don't happen to me, they don't even happen for me, and they don't happen through me, they happen as me, because we are the powers that create. And as long as I have that attitude, I can take the responsibility to make the higher choices. That's all I've done. I made higher choices, JV. Tonight is a very special uh, discussion with one of our favorite guests, Vincent Jenna. Vincent's website is his name. It's Vincent Jenna with a G dot com. Vincent, what can people find if they go to your website? I know you do readings and stuff for people. What else? Oh is there? yeah, I do readings for people all over the world, but also I do a lot of classes. I am right in the middle of starting a class about teaching people how to get their own psychic and intuitive information and open up that channel. I also teach people how to be medium so that they can connect with deceased loved ones or even help others by by making connections. And so there's a host of information. So many opportunities. Um, It'll direct you to my own radio show for Unity Online Radio every Wednesday at noon. And I just started uh, through Bloomer Boomer, Andy Asher, um, this gentleman that I wound up meeting. He's a fabulous guy. He's got a, a big streaming platform and network. And we started a television show for the 55 and older crowd. Oh. Um, uh, yeah, because once you get to 55, life is different for you. And a lot of people think, oh, my God, I'm winding down, when in actuality they're at the best years of their life. So the television show is called The Bad Back nine, just like the back nine in golf, which uh-huh. is supposed to be the best holes, the best, and, and you learn from the front nine holes of golf, right? So that's what this television show is about, is you've learned from the front years of your life, now you're up to the best years of your life, and I'm going to help you get through that. So that's every Tuesday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, so they can sign up and and subscribe and find all that information on my website. So either you really are the Energizer Bunny or you don't sleep because I don't know how you get all this <laughs> stuff done. I know. Tell me about it. And you should see what I'm doing to this house now and doing all of those shows, too, <laughs> and helping people. You've got to. And that's the point. 
when you are reconnected, and I say reconnected because everybody has their connection to source, when you are reconnected to source, you are not working through your human energy. You're working through your unlimited energy. Yes, does my body get tired? It absolutely will, but not until I'm ready for it to get tired. And so it's a complete difference. People ask me all the time, oh, my God, aren't you burnt out by doing all of these readings and this work? No, I'm energized. I'm empowered. I receive more energy when I'm working with people, not less. I don't drain. But I, I got to tell you something. And, and I, one of the reasons, well, two of the reasons why I love doing your show. First of all, you and Jason, unbelievable spirits and lights. Absolutely love you guys. But you have got the most perfect name for your show, Beyond Reality. First of all, <laughs> reality is what we perceive it to be. So whatever anybody perceives reality is, that's going to be their reality. And life is so much more than a person's perception of it. So Beyond Reality is absolutely perfect for this show because life is beyond what you perceive it to be. And you know what really makes this show great is when we have great guests like you, Vincent. And, um, you know, my, my, the people that come back night after night come back to hear what Vincent Jenna has to say. Or last night we, have, we had Carol Obley on the program. Oh, wow. And you guys make my job really easy. I have to say that. Well, that's fabulous. And like attracts like, you know, it, it, because of your energy. And I know you have tremendous energy um, because it's, it's what I feel. I feel it through. And, and it's not even I'm on the phone right now with you, but, but it goes beyond the phone, right? That connection goes through another dimension. That's yeah. where we're all connected. And you can actually feel a person there. Or, or it, is, it is so restrained that you don't get a chance to experience your own full energy and neither do other people you know so it doesn't have to be negative even if if you don't have a strong enough view of yourself you actually pull back your energy and restrain it so yes do you then run out of energy when you want to do something and do you keep manifesting the things you don't want I have so many clients that call me that are at their wits' end, and they tell me I'm hanging on the tips of my fingers for my dear life. And, and they've been doing that for 20, 30 years. I'm yeah. like, oh, my gosh, how yeah. do you keep surviving doing that? You're man and, and they'll keep manifesting problem after problem after problem. We're in total control of that, and I know that's the hardest thing we don't want to believe. I know we want to believe that somebody else is causing the problem. We want to blame. We want, that's what people are doing right now, right? They're blaming. They're either blaming blacks or they're blaming gays or they're blaming women or they're blaming immigrants or they're blaming terrorists and Muslims. They're blaming the president. They're blaming. It's blame, blame, blame game. Yeah because they don't want to take responsibility, because it is hard. You know, when your life is hurting, the last thing you want to be able to admit is that you're the one who caused it. Now, maybe not in the beginning. Maybe in your childhood, that's the reason why you got to believe the way you believe, is because of the way you were treated again. But once you become an adult, 
your life is in your hands, every part of it, your health, your finances, your relationships, your vocation, your dreams. It's totally in your control, which is the reason why I even changed the serenity prayer. Hmm. I, I dislike that prayer. That prayer was created, and they, they kind of believe that St. Francis created it, but they don't know for sure, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. But it was created that many years ago, and it was during a time period that everybody felt out of control. So, so if it was St. Francis, they, he wrote the prayer to help people feel like they had some control, right? And, and doesn't it make you feel better if you can accept okay, well, there are some things that you can control. So God grant me, grant me the serenity um, to, to understand the things I can control, mm-hmm. right? And, and, and then give me the strength to accept the things I can't, okay? Because there's some things you can't control. They're out of your hands, and, that, and everybody wants to be able to believe that. And the problem is they've taken a prayer like that, and they keep throwing all these things onto the portion of that's not in your hands. And it turns out then to be everything in your life you've thrown to, well, that's not in my hands. My finances, that's not in my hands. That has to do with my job. My boss not giving me a raise. The economy, what the taxes that I have to pay, that's not in my hands. And my health, that's not in my hands either. Whatever happens to my body happens. All this random stuff can happen to your body or genetics. It's my, my parents' fault. It's my, my ancestry fault. They passed down diabetes to me. So we've, we've used those things as an excuse. So the serenity prayer became the greatest excuse for everybody. <laughs> So I turned it into the empowerment prayer, because people have to start taking control. So God grant me the conviction to believe there is nothing I cannot change, the courage to change all that I want, and the wisdom to know what's best left the way it is. So it's not the wisdom to know the difference between what you can change and what you can't change. You want to know what you shouldn't change. Now, I'm going to tell you that there is evidence to show that you can change everything, including the past. Dr. Joe Dispenza has a fabulous book out called um, Breaking the Habit of Being Yourself, which is fabulous. And in there, he talks about an experiment that was being done where, where a group of people and individuals and scientists and doctors were attempting to change an outcome of a result consciously. And instead, what they found out is they changed a past reality. Really? That all of a sudden, there was a second past. Not just the first one, but now a new second one that led to where they got to. And that was the freakiest thing to understand for the layperson, 
But us in the metaphysical world, we understand that possibility because, and I don't know if anybody had seen this other than myself and anybody who really pays attention to Facebook. There's some good information that does come out. That's not all fake news and fake memes, okay? (laughs) And one article was about how scientists are now showing that time the past, present, and the future, just like Einstein was trying to prove to us, it's not linear. They're places. Right. They're dimensions. And those dimensions are happening at the same time. So the reason why I can be psychic, and anybody can, and tap into the future, is because the future is happening right now. Deja vu is exactly that. It's a person jumping into quickly, your mind is jumping into that future dimension and then coming right back, pulling you back into this dimension. And boom, you go, wait a minute. This happened before because you already saw it, you experienced it, boom, now you're already back. And now you're in the past of that of that experience. So of course, then, if we can change what's going on in the present and the future is happening at the same time and the past is happening at the same time, then you're able to jump into the past and change that as well. You know, Doc from uh, Back to the Future mm-hmm. had it right. I mean, any of those, you know, when Steven Spielberg created these movies, the whole reason why you can is because these things exist. We don't come up with new ideas. We tap into what already has occurred. That's what inspiration is. That's why even Albert Einstein knew that. So his idea of being able to go back to the future or go back into the past, right, and changing what was his fear. You can't change anything from the past because then you're going to change something right in the present, you know? Right. And absolutely, you can. That's the whole thing. So we're capable of controlling things, but we shouldn't change the past. That's why I say give us the wisdom to know what not to change. But we can change everything, including the condition that you are in right now. We can change the reality of what's going on right now. Let me – go ahead. This whole concept of all time uh, existing at the same time, present, past, future, all happening simultaneously. I'm not even sure that's the way to describe it, but trying to pick up on what you said. Uh, So my question then, when it comes to past lives, obviously if – All times are happening simultaneously. Past lives are happening concurrent to current lives, and uh, at least what we would call current lives. So two questions. One is, how do past lives affect these energies that we've been talking about tonight, the fear, the anxiety, those things? And secondly, when we, we talk about past lives and past life regression, where we draw memories and feelings from lives we've lived previously, are we, again, kind of sticking our our mental hand across dimensions and pulling that information from a concurrent dimension? Absolutely. It's, It's the same reason why we can speak to deceased people, because they're in another dimension that's right here, too. And it's all happening at the same time. So, yes, what, what incredible questions you ask, J.V. Boy, you should be teaching some of this stuff. <laughs> I, you do already, I know. 
Um, yeah, absolutely. You are tapping into your experiences from the past. We, we take things with us when we incarnate, but you're still tapping into some of those things, including some of the fears, some of the experiences you've had, some of the anger, some of the resentments. Um, we, we try to forget everything, but because we're an accumulation of all of our experiences, you've got to remember it's your soul that has the greatest power, and it's what's absorbing everything from lifetime to lifetime to lifetime and hopefully evolving. Now, the human mind, now here's, here's the tricky part. Your human mind has to eventually try to go along with your soul's mind because your soul's mind being connected to all the knowledge, all the wisdom, all the understanding and the guidance, you would get more, more messages, you would receive more guidance, you would know what choices to be able to make and we get those gut feelings but then the human thinking brain starts talking ourselves out of it. Now the problem is, is that the, because we have free will, the soul cannot force you. Your past experiences cannot force you. So, for example, you, um, you burnt to death in a fire um, because you were careless, whatever. Now, all of a sudden, you're having a, a backyard barbecue, and you're the one that's taking the fuel and, and squirting it all over the coals. And, and maybe your soul is saying, no, don't do that. You did that once before, and you burnt to death. Don't do that. You know, and, and there's a part of you that may feel that warning, and then the human mind says, oh, nah, I'm going to be fine. I'm, you know, and if you talk yourself out of some, doing something stupid, and you do it. I mean, you talk yourself out of stopping to do something stupid, and you do it anyway, and then what happens? You, you burn your face, you burn your coat, whatever. You go through it again. So the soul cannot interfere the same way as source, God. People keep praying to God, thinking God is going to step in. He can't. It can't, because it already created us. It already did for us what it needed to do. We now need to do it. Now, it can remind us, and it can tell us, hey, you got the power. You've got the ability, all right? That's what I gave you. Maybe you want to make this choice instead of this choice. So it can help just like a parent can. Right? But the parent is not supposed to take over when you're 30, 40, 50, 60, 70 years old. You're supposed to take over yourself and make your own choices. And so that's why we can be influenced. We can tap into past understanding, past memories, past fears, especially when they're abnormal fears. You know, like, okay, for example, um, People that live in, in flat, planal areas that are petrified of, of the fear of heights. Okay, that's unreasonable. Right. Now, if, if you lived in a city and you were in a skyscraper, it would make more sense that you'd be afraid of heights or falling off of a tall building. But why would somebody in Kansas City, where it's completely flat, have the fear of falling off of a tall building? Well chances are in a past life it wasn't a tall building they may have fallen off of it could have been a mountainside right. it could have been a cliff that they fell off of right now they bring in with them that fear of heights 
or an animal that killed them, and they have an abnormal fear towards just rattlesnakes, you know, no other snake, just rattlesnakes, you know, or dogs, whatever. That's all from the past. But we still have total control of it, over it in the present. It influences us, but it doesn't have to control us completely. So this whole conflict between the soul's mind and the human mind, where you gave an example of, you know, someone might be uh, starting a fire and they were burned and they, they ignore some kind of inner sense not to do what they're about to do. Is that, is that a, another way to say that? Is that, you know, a gut feeling? Is that trust your gut? Uh, that's, the, that's what a gut feeling is. It's our intuition. That is your own soul talking to you. Here's another great example, a better example, okay? And it doesn't even have to be negative. One day, a father turned around and said, you know what? I'm going to drive my kids to school this morning instead of them taking a bus. I was working late, you know, for so many days. I didn't get enough time to spend with my kids. And another person said, you know what? I'm going to do my chores this morning instead of doing them after work. And then a mother turned around and said, um, you know what, I'm taking a me day. I'm staying home today. And that happened to several people the morning of 9-11. Wow. And they never went to work that morning. And you heard the story. As a matter of fact, they developed survival guilt because they did that. So here their soul was giving them a message, don't go to work this morning. And they listen to it. Now, we don't know how many other of those souls that wound up dying yeah. in that collapse of those two buildings that may have received the same message that talked themselves out of it. Right. And, a matter of fact, an, an example of that was John F. K. Jr., who was about ready to take a flight, and he was getting his initial feeling was on that day that he shouldn't fly, and he wasn't listening to it. And then each of the, the towers of the airport said, now, nah, John, this isn't good weather. Even his mother-in-law, who was flying with him, said, John, this isn't good weather. You shouldn't be flying. And what did John do? He talked himself out of all of that, and he flew. Yeah. And we knew the result of what happened. So this happens on a daily basis for people. But the left brain, and the problem is, here's where the problem lies. And, and this is where my work, my, my lecture, which is online, God, it's not working. It would ex explain this perfectly, okay? Mm -hmm. Our, we have defense mechanisms because the two highest functions of the brain is, one, to keep us alive, two, to protect us. That's how it keeps us alive. Right. Well, it protects us against emotional pain just the same as it protects us physically, like with raising the temperature or making you pass out to get more oxygen. That's a physical way, or, or the immune system. That's a physical way that the brain protects us. Emotionally, it will create blocks. It'll create a new set of beliefs to shield you from the old set of beliefs. But here's where the problem is. Maybe something good is coming up from your unconscious mind, but your adult defense mechanisms doesn't trust it because it's had bad messages coming up from below, so it ignores it. No, 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 no. That's silly. I'm being paranoid. Um, I can go to this party. Everything is going to be okay. And then an hour into the party, um, if somebody gets drunk, the fight breaks out, and, they, and you get involved in it, and you get broken arm, and you walk out and you go, why does everything keep happening to me? I've got such <laughs> bad luck. Right. 
No, you don't. <laughs> you, you're not listening to your intuition, your gut feeling that told you to stay home that day. So, so that's what winds up happening because we don't trust what's coming from within. We have to heal those messages. We have to heal and recognize what we're really believing about ourselves to heal it, to release it, in order to then form a better set of beliefs about our magnificence, our unlimited ability, our connection to a higher power and source, our compassion, our ability to care, our ability to love. That's what we need to start tapping into instead of having the nobody cares about me because I'm a piece of crap syndrome. I'm going to change the topic just a little bit here uh, because we're, we're going to run out of time. Uh, these these conversations go very quickly, uh, Vincent, when we have you on the program. But one of the things that we're facing right now, and I want your opinion on how, how this affects everything we've just talked about. Okay, There's a sense of isolation, uh, and a lot of is made of, of particularly teenagers having a real difficult time with this isolation, not being able to go to school, um, and just things like, you know, I, I live in a very small town. Cooperstown, New York, is, is has about 1,200 uh, residents, and uh, you know almost everybody by name. I'll walk right. down. I'll walk down the sidewalk in, in front of my house, and you know, people will cross the street so that they don't have to walk by me, and not just me. People are doing this to each other all through the town when there's nobody else. You know, there aren't many people on the sidewalks yet. People go out of their way because of the social distancing, and I get why they're doing it. However, it's still adding to this sense of isolation and anti-socialism, or not socialism, anti-social behavior. Maybe out of necessity, but it still has an impact. How is all of that? impacting oh, that's what we're talking amazing about. that what you just said gives proof of who we are as souls and brothers and sisters and connected together when you isolate yourself you are going against your natural course your innate course and vibration and need because we are social beings. We're social beings because we were created together. Mm-hmm. We care about each other. We need each other. And you said something else. The younger you are, the less blockages you have to your soul's understanding of the truth of that. And so, and all the way down to a child. Keep a child away from his or her friends. Forget it. Yeah. They are completely out of balance because they know they should be together. We know we should be together. We're we're lashing out. Cain and Abel from the story is the perfect story of this. We have the capacity to be both. When you are disconnected and you are isolated and you are pulled away from who you really are, you feel abandoned, you feel neglected, then it turns into resentment and anger and rage and you feel like Cain. When you are connected and able to interact and maintain that connection, you feel attended to, you feel loved, you feel lovable, you feel cared for, you feel like able. But that pain in you being separated can, can become so strong, so painful, that it will overtake the able in you. What you see in people wanting to hurt each other, 
is because of the person that is lacking that connection, that they are so isolated, even if they're amongst a hundred people, a million people, 1,200 people, it doesn't make a difference. You can still feel isolated when you feel disconnected and you want to lash out because it hurts so much. All of the hatred that is going on is because of how much love people want to have for each other. Otherwise, why do they give a crap? If we didn't care about each other, we would just stay in our homes. We wouldn't need to take a machine gun and get on a street and just go shoot anybody or go into a school and shoot up a bunch of kids. You would just stay home and ignore them or move to another country. Right. But you're doing it because you do care. And the care has turned into hurt and pain. And, and people ask me, Vince, how do I know when I've evolved to a higher spiritual level? And it, it's difficult to get there. But here's what I ask them. When you watch the news and you see that somebody has killed another person, where does your first feeling of compassion go? And the majority of people will say, well, to the victim and the victim's family. Mm -hmm. And I say to them, when your first feeling of compassion can go to the perpetrator, then you know you're at a higher level of understanding and evolvement because you would then understand that the perpetrator had to have been in so much pain to have done that to his brother, to his sister, that yes, that's where you find the compassion. Now, it doesn't mean that you don't stop the abuse. Right. But it means the way you stop it is not by retaliating back, but by giving what that person needs. And that is love and attention. That's what we all really. Now I'm going to sound and, and, and probably be ending the show with my kooky corniness here. <laughs> but JV, it really is the truth of things. It really is all about love and the lack of it. And that's what creates fear to start with, when you lack love. And if you think about this, the first thing, the first negative message you receive when you're younger, and Dr. John Gray wrote this. Um, he wrote the book, um, Men Are From Mars, Women Are From Venus, mm -hmm. right? Well, one of his earlier books, he wrote in it, the first negative message you receive from your environment is the first time you start losing self-love. And so that message of the loss of love is what changes you, and it changes all humans, and it's what hurts us the most, because that's what, what we're striving for. Attention, caring for me, translates into I'm lovable. You love me. Taking care of your neighbor translates into love. Right? So the common denominator of all of this is love, and the common problem denominator is the lack of it. We, um, we're almost out of time. We've uh, laid the table out here with a lot of uh, interesting perspectives, but 
some people may be saying, okay, Vincent, I hear you. I feel these things. I, I f- am fearing what's going on a- around me now. I have anxiety. I feel alone. All the things we've, we've talked about tonight, mm-hmm. Vincent. Um, obviously, uh, you know, they can, they can contact you for private consultation. Yes. But what's the, what's the, Maybe the, the the five bullet points that you have for people, three, whatever it happens to be. Whatever for it to, happens to be. For okay, people to sounds get, great. Yeah. Number one, okay, you need to dissolve your defense mechanisms that's keeping you and shielding you from your actual self-beliefs. So like I said, there's maladaptive beliefs that you have about yourself that were formed very early. I'm not good enough. I'm not smart enough. I'm not pretty enough. I'm not lovable. I'm not deserving. I'm not worthy. You need to allow yourself to feel those. But in order to do that, you've got to knock out the beliefs you think you have, like, oh, I believe in myself. Oh, I have confidence. No. Use your life to decide what you believe in and what you don't believe. If you are fulfilled in your life, then yes, you believe you're worthy and you're deserving. If you're not fulfilled, then you believe you're not deserving. If you have unconditional loving relationships in your life, including a partner, a a spouse, right, a loved one that way, then you know you're lovable. If you don't, then understand that you believe you're not lovable. So use your own life as a barometer to figure out what those maladaptive beliefs could be, because that's where we manifest from, those beliefs. Then allow yourselves to face those beliefs, to face that little child within you that is harboring that belief. That is step number two. It is when you allow yourself to feel that belief that you can heal it. You take an analgesic like a Tylenol and a painkiller to get rid of pain. But in order to get rid of emotional pain, you must allow yourself to see it and feel it. We don't like emotional pain. As a matter of fact, we can deal with physical pain more than we can deal with emotional pain, which is the reason why some people like girls and women cut themselves. We've heard of cutters, um, right? We've heard Mm -hmm. of those people. Um, Men will burn themselves with cigarettes to take away and distract themselves from their emotional pain because that's how great it is. But you must allow yourself to see the pain. Then three, you must reverse the pain by reparenting yourself. John Bradshaw wrote an incredible book at the same time Wayne Dyer wrote Power of Intention. They both did PBS series back, I believe it was in the 70s, the late 70s, early 80s. And the book is called The Homecoming, Reclaiming and Championing Your Inner Child. Find a way to reparent and re-raise and teach that inner person how good he or she is. Okay, so you've made mistakes. Just like you would raise your own child. If your child came home from school one day and said, Daddy, Mommy, the kids are picking on me. Nobody likes me. Um, They all hate me. I made a mistake in class. The teacher corrected me. I'm stupid. I'm not going to amount to anything. You would never let that child leave your sight with those beliefs. 
you would definitely try to comfort that child and reverse. Maybe, maybe, honey, the reason why the kids picked on you is because their mommies and daddies yelled at them before they went to school and they were angry and they took it out on you. And so what if you made a mistake today? Tomorrow you'll do better. You would do that to your own child, but you would never do that for yourself. That's what you need to do for yourself. That's why you need to reaffirm and reparent yourself to teach yourself that you are lovable because I assure you right now, and that's the majority of my work, is I convince you that you hold those beliefs because I prove to you from your past experiences and then everybody turns around and gives me that aha moment where they go, oh my God, you're right, I never thought I believed that. You don't need me to do that. You can do that yourself by removing that block, by removing that defense mechanism, allowing yourself to feel those pains, and then reverse the belief. And don't stop. Commit to yourself because you're worth it. Walk your talk. Walk your talk every day and commit to yourself to do this work. It's the hardest work you will ever do and the greatest work you will ever do because the rewards are unfathomable, are unlimited, unlimited, and it leads to complete joy and bliss. There's the steps. It's a simple process. It's a difficult practice. Right. Um, and, of course, information on your website if people want to get in touch with you and have something uh, more personal, have a little more personal contact and, and uh, consultation with you. But in addition to that, you said something about classes. We only have a couple minutes left, but um, you're actually guiding people on how they can help uh, tap into their uh, psychic energies, their mediumship abilities, right? Is that what you, you help That's people? That's exactly what I do. And at the same time, I'm also teaching people how to remove those blocks and transform their personal lives because that's how you open your channels to your spiritual life, to who you are. So that channel is in the same place where all the garbage is about your life, and we clear it out. And I've got such success that if you've never had an experience communicating with a deceased loved one or having a psychic message from a guide or your higher self or even seeing your own past lives, you will during one of my classes. Um, and again, go to my website. You'll see I'm starting one September 10th on how to be your own psychic. They're so powerful. It's been unbelievable how it's transformed people's lives. That's the type of work that I bring out in you. I bring out your own gifts, your own abilities. I don't put anything in there, but I'm great at bringing it all to the surface. And again, VincentJenna.com. Jenna spelled with a G. Vincent, um, anything else you want to let people know about before we let you go? No, just just start doing this. Do something to transform your life, not just be calm. Yeah, meditation is fabulous, and it'll get you through some of the anxiety, but you won't get rid of the anxiety. You'll only put a Band-Aid on it. Do something to change the way you're believing, whether it's my class, whether it is another class. Take the time that you're given now to make a transformation, and I promise you, you will see the outcome. And on the other side of this, far greater than what you've been experiencing before all of this occurred. 
Vincent, best of luck in your new home. When's the move date? Is that happening soon, or do you have some well, time? Well, no, the home won't be done until February. Oh, so okay. <laughs> I'll be selling a lot sooner than moving because we got to take advantage of the time right now. So right. we're really excited about it. And again, we're making another transformation here, and it's only adding to our lives. The house isn't what makes our lives. We make the house, yeah. but it's the, the excitement of making the change and the, another transformation that's very positive and allow me to do more. And that's the type of thing that people should be able to do for themselves yeah that's terrific for you and your family good thank luck you. good luck love having you on vincent thanks so much for being uh, here jv thank you so much you, you're, again you're incredible and thank you for allowing me to share my message you guys are great beyond reality paranormal is hosted by jv johnson and produced by orion palmer and slick eddie edwards like us on facebook and subscribe to our youtube channel please consider supporting the program either through your podcast platform click on the link in the description or on patreon at joe Hopper productions if you'd like to be a guest on beyond reality paranormal or you have a recommendation for a guest contact our producer slick eddie edwards eddie is spelled with a y at slick eddie edwards at gmail.com